three great clients. The work was really fascinating, but two out of the three financially for lots of reasons I won't go into um, stopped paying me. And so I had this, and the one that was paying me was paying me almost entirely on, on um, equity. <laughs> and so the actual cash coming in the door for four or five months was really dismal. Welcome to the Consultant on the Coach podcast. This has been a podcast long time in coming. We're learning about our blunders today. Yeah, I have all, all right. sorts of horror stories Let's get to after. share. So <laughs> if I start crying, uh, I, I anyway, it'll be fun. <laughs> no crying in baseball? No crying in podcasting? There is no crying in baseball. <laughs> there is no crying in podcasting. You name it. Except and, for laughter. Maybe we can make people laugh with... The blunders that okay. we've committed. I, I have two scripture references for the day. So I'll start with the row one, mm-hmm. and then I'll start with the politically correct one. Is that is that cool? You're starting with the real one? I'm going to start with That's the... That's interesting. Okay. I'm going to start with the real one. Go for it. Um, this is uh, Proverbs 26, 11. Mm-hmm. Like, a dog that returns to, like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. Yeah. There you go. And... Hey, we're, let's not be that dog. Yeah, so yeah, as yeah. as we all make mistakes, yeah. a wise person does not repeat this mistake. You don't want to be like a dog. And we all know the people who return to their vomit. Over and over people and over lives. again. Now I'm going to give you the yeah. politically correct. Okay. Right. Here's the politically correct one. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Good. That's, That's good the politically news. correct one. Why is that the politically correct one? Because. Is it more positive? It, it, well, it, it is more positive. It's like people like, oh, God will heal everything. We've got to do this. And that's true. God re- can redeem in everything. But it's like, I swear some Christians, or they don't want to talk about their faults. They don't want to talk about, dude, that's sick. That is like. That dog has eaten its vomit. Yeah. And so it's not like, I'm a Reformed Christian. It's not like I'm going to pick and choose Scripture. All Scripture is Mm God-breathed. And so, hey, we need to talk about the dog eating its vomit. But we also say, hey, we have redemption because, you know, we have God. Fear not, I am with you. Yeah, no matter what You're talking about both both sides. But those are both good. I mean, those are both good lessons for us. I think it's a both and, right? I mean, we talk about that, I think, a lot, or at least I say it a lot, is, you know, it is. And I, I have to also laugh. Some people, oh, it's a both and, but they only talk about one and. Right, 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 right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't say it's a both and yeah. and not talk about A and B. Yeah, exactly. Nope, that's right. Well, let's talk about both. Let's get into it. Uh, blunders. Well, I let off. So, you know, this is one of those things. I had a couple fun stories of just like, hey, I have some disaster stories. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll let you go first. What's a blunder you've learned from man in consulting and, yeah. or even your personal life that would just be fun to say, hey, hey, Josh did this. Let's not do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think, um, well, one of them we could talk about, we've talked a little bit about this off, off podcast, but I think, you know, how you think about and um, be selective about your clients and your customers. Oh, yes. Right? If you're in a business where you can actually pick and choose your customers, sometimes you have to be thoughtful around piecing together the right set of customers. And so I've had 
um, the privilege of having lots of wonderful customers working with. Wonderful I'm sorry, people. I'm laughing. I've you already I've, know where the story is going. I've, well, I've heard some of yeah, your, yeah, yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like so, so you know, I've been in a position now with clients where I have the privilege of choosing who I can work with and who I don't have to work with, and so that's a very good privilege. Um, the downside of that is when you start any company, you have to be less selective, and yeah, sometimes you, you sort customers. of get stuck with particular customers. But when you don't have that luxury, you also are, at least my blunder in this case, was I was less than uh, firm and communicative about my boundaries. So I had a particular client who uh, turns out, um, first of all, uh, background, he's an attorney. And I won't say anything more for giving it anyway, but uh, lesson there, don't consult with an attorney. <laughs> or, <laughs> that's or a Mitch, bad yeah. that's a bad idea. And I and wouldn't this, say don't consult, but be, well, be extra be careful because they know careful. the law inside. And, and, but really, actually, it's more about trying to sniff out personality types that you work with. And I think this is a general uh, rule for all of us. When you work with people, especially when you're going to be, um, they will be your customer. You should be very thoughtful and careful about how you go around setting uh, boundaries and expectations, in particular with individuals who clearly have trouble with communication and boundaries themselves. Because as this, as I found out the hard way, I was, uh, let's see, I'd done a project or two and had a few red flags, but then we came down to working with... Um, let's just say one of the largest companies in the world, and I won't say which one, and we were solving a strategic and marketing issue for um, a technology company around some communication and some materials for this very large technology company. So it had some sensitivity for the person I worked with because I was a subcontractor working with them on the project. He, he, he had the relationship directly with um, the, the end client. Um, and it was Christmas time. It was holidays. It was a mess. Uh, this guy, I do not believe is a practicing Christian, so he didn't have the same proclivity towards Christian holidays like Christmas Eve that other people might. <laughs> and I had a new baby in the house and an emotional wife, which, as she should have been, this is she yeah. nothing wrong, by the way. She she was just it was just the state of having young kids and sleep deprived and all this other stuff, mm -hmm. right? And then I it took on this client when I should not have, um, and because uh, this project, because I was trying to be a good, good provider, good, good um, take on anything, which was not always the best plan. And it turned out I was getting multiple text messages and emails during the Christmas Eve service, <laughs> while my wife's like telling me to get off my phone. And I'm trying to meet. So the, you're telling me you're, and like you it guys was a like trying nightmare. to sing Silent Night, and your phone is saying it not was not Silent, Silent Night. Night. It was a mess, and it was terrible on my part <laughs> in terms of how I organized the work and the schedule. But at the same time, looking back, it was also just a poorly uh, organized way to take on a certain client, and it was um, it was a mess. So I wouldn't do that again. I've actually turned down work from that source uh, recently. Uh, because it's just I've learned from that blunder and learned it's not worth it, and my my wife strongly advised and was very um, encouraging when I chose to not pursue that recently. So hey, can um, I tell you how I've learned from yeah, your yeah, blunder? Yeah, from Even today, <laughs> this is true. This so is today true. I I had a so before I take on a coaching client, I, I will do like a statement of work. I sit down with them, and this sure. is what it looks like. Well, our first two meetings, this client was 
five to 10 minutes late for the first one, put off the second one, third mm. one. And I literally went back. I'm like, this is probably just one of those clients that happens to be so busy and is such a go-getter. They'll probably be a hair late. I could either give up on them mm-hmm. or I, what I decided to do was actually write his tardiness into the contract. Now yeah. I didn't write tardiness, but what right. I did was I'll tell you my bid price I upped it and I said, if he's late and misses so many meetings, I figured out my time and I wrote that into the contract. Now, I didn't tell him that. Right. But I, so, and guess what? Today, he was 10 minutes late again. And I said to my assistant, that's okay. I'm getting paid for this because I wrote it into the contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't, he, he, he hasn't accepted it yet, but it's, he's probably going to accept it. He doesn't realize it. But it's one of those things I said, okay, for me to just sit here. I want to get paid for this. So I put it into the statement of work and right. um, it is what it is. And it turns out he has the he has the funds that's not going to bother him. But this way I can at least, I organized my desk for 10 minutes this morning and it was great. And then he finally hopped on the Zoom and we did it. And so sometimes I've learned, yeah. hey, you know what? Some people are just flat out busy. That's totally fine. But I will build that into the contract. Well, or I think, you know, people have different ways of doing their work. And so I think what it also taught me, and this is actually, I I was not completely, wasn't completely honest when I said I turned down work. I actually specifically said, this is what it would take for Mm -hmm. me to take on this work, knowing the stress and the uh, rate and the way in which this client did their work. I had to, you know, frame the SOW and the rate I was charging for my time to to reflect the stress caused Mm -hmm. uniquely by the way this client actually operated. And of course, when I did that, they politely declined because they they didn't realize. I think they realized what I was saying was extremely Mm -hmm. difficult to work with. Well, that's just having good boundaries. And that's what, you know, you've learned, hey, you're not going to be that dog that keeps going back to its vomit. You might make one mistake, but you know, you're not going to do it over and over and over again. And right. this is where you're brilliant, you're smart, you're wise. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, what, about, uh, so what about you? What oh, about I have, one of your I blunders? have threes. I have three. I have three well, great blunders. You know, but lead, I'll, I'll, lead them on one at a time. One at well, time. the first one, I managed to lose $400,000. Nice. And what happened? Hold on, hold on, hold on. $400,000. Mm-hmm. You know that buys like a house for most people, right? Or in Yakima at the time, that's like three houses. mansions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could. So it's one of those things. This is what happens. I, I run a home healthcare company, and in our business, we bill lots of insurance, such as Medicare, Medicaid. Um, that was where I had problems with these. And what I what I had done is I had prescriptions for power wheelchairs, which are expensive units, anywhere between five thousand on up to fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars a chair. Mm-hmm. I have build them i had i thought all the documentation mm-hmm. i had um dispensed them so not only did i buy it mm-hmm. i dispensed it to the customer and i did not follow up on a few of the chart notes and guess what whoops oh whoopsies so uh two years later i get an audit back from medicare saying hey we know you gave this we just need to double check your chart notes well of all the chart notes, 90% of them were missing one component. Now, this was not fraud. They might have, it, it, this was not fraud, but what happened was it was not up to their standards. Yeah, you missed the standard. I missed the standard. Yeah. So, what I had to do is I had to give back $400,000 in billable charges I think to we the insurance need to name company. the podcast that how to lose 400. 
thousand yeah dollars now it's one of those things i i'm like this is ridiculous because when you play with medicare let's just go back to like high school if you got a 99.8 percent on a test you get an a plus if you ever are in the insurance billing and you get 99.8 percent they call that a fraudulent claim yeah oh come on now yeah so anyway long story short um i proceeded to how did i learn from that i realized hey i I'm great at selling. I'm great at taking care of my customers. I got myself a billing company. The right. billing company is going to do that. Yeah. Uh, could I figure it out? Yeah, I could have figured it out. It was not my cup of tea. And what a billing company charges, well worth the money. Because yeah. people are like, well, you can you can do this on your own. Yeah, but you make one mistake. You're out $400,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a lot of years yeah. of billing companies. Right, right, right. So that's how I learned. I just, hey, made a mistake. It yeah. sucks. But... I learned from it. Well, and, you, and you hired an expert. That's the general. That's yeah, right, right. So I hired to help. In, in, you know, I, right. I hired the number one billing company in the United States for the durable medical equipment. You know, and I learned from there. Right. So that's how I learned. What's your next mistake? Top that. Uh, I can't top that. I haven't lost four hundred thousand dollars. That's I, a good. That's because you're a good consultant. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> and why I have to do more character work as a coach? I'm like, oh, son of a gun. That's a lot of money. Ah, uh, gosh. Let me think. What's another good one? Um. You know, I think another one, because uh, I think you're going to talk a little bit about school. I think um, I, uh, I, it's, I, I'm an academic. I, I would love, I sort of had these dreams at one point of going back to school and um, getting a PhD in economics and, and having, a, having a little moped, being a professor, going back and forth from like my house five minutes away and brewing beer with my students in my, in my basement. None of these things happened. <laughs> Uh, none of them happened because I did everything I could, but I applied to nine PhD schools. And, mm-hmm. they all and you just told me this they last week. I had no idea. rejected me. Mm-hmm. Not, not one, not two. All nine, nine rejected you. Yep. yep. Why? Uh, well, it's hard to say. They don't give very good feedback. They just tell you you're not admitted. <laughs> well, why do you think? If you, if you were yeah, to yeah, guess yeah. why you didn't Well, get... I think that my background was... Um, my background was less than traditional because I didn't have like a math degree coming out of. Uh, I tried to fill the holes in by taking some college. I knew there were some prerequisites I needed, so I took some schooling at a community college. After this is after grad school, like I went back to like community college at nights and stuff to take a few math classes I need to fill in the, the gaps. Um, so one was I didn't have the most traditional background. Two, uh, my desire was really around teaching and mentoring probably more than the rigorous research and i wasn't able to demonstrate very well i think with my application or my essays how the types and with specificity the rigorous research that i wanted to do Mm -hmm. that would kind of inspire them to think i would be a good fit for their program so i think that was part of it um i didn't at the time i've gotten better at this but i didn't at the time have a very deep grasp of like scientific specificity in terms of how to think about details well i've gotten better at that since i've gotten older but um i wasn't very good at that so i think a lot of that and and just generally i think didn't have all of the strengths needed to be successful with that i think and so just to learn to figure out that just it was it was the learning point from that was figuring out okay so maybe what are the things i am good at what is it about that that makes me excited about work and life and doing things in the world and um, tried to find other ways to apply that. It took a while, but uh, it was certainly a, a stepping stone along the journey. But yeah, no, nine times I failed. It was pretty pretty heartbreaking. 
especially given all the work I did, like community college. And thinking, hey, I'm going to do this. And well, I mean, you, take, you can, can spend hours and hours in community college courses like calculus and some other things that I just didn't have and wasn't terribly good at. Um, and just that technical, scientific kind of approach, I didn't have the the wherewithal. So, but I, I would, I would not that I. God has redeemed what you have done. Yeah, yeah. And yeah I think you are way happier now, and it's easier now to say that. It's but I'm sure now, it wasn't. I'm yeah, sure as those letters keep coming in, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, are you like, kidding me? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, what? Well, and by then it wasn't. By the third or fourth or fifth one, it was sort of like, okay, I see where all this is going. Right? It wasn't a complete surprise. Mm-hmm. But it was, um, it was a lot of investment of time and money and emotional sort of effort and um, a couple of years of time and you know we was, should we should have another podcast just on the educational system because oh, well, I geez. think it's crazy. Yeah. And so you told your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell Go. my story. So I just finished my third master's degree. I'm not into getting like master's degrees. I just like to learn. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so I previously had two med, uh, master's degree, one fully accredited uh, MDEV, and then I got another master's in missional leadership. Mm-hmm. Turns out the school's not accredited, so I don't know if that counts or not, but I have a degree from them. But I just finished my uh, degree on executive coaching and consulting from Concordia University. Well, all sorts of things hit the fan last year. I lost my COO due to the great resignation. Not only did she quit as well as everyone was quitting across um, all you know, it, it was it was twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty one. And so, I'm getting my ma- my third master's degree, and I had to make the decision. I've just lost my COO. Do I keep working my tail off in school, or do I take care of my business? Right. No doubt, I take yeah. care of my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have a choice. I, and I don't have a choice. So, I literally, I, I told my advisor, I have to take care of my business. I'm working twelve plus hours a day to right the ship. Um, and the ship never, you know, our, our business just kept doing well. And all, oh, by the way, we're healthcare in the middle of COVID. Right. So, so, it's so you're like, fine. We're fine. Revenue is not the hard part. But I uh, 4.0 and I went down to uh, one class, but I failed the one class because I was not able to finish because I was too busy taking care of things. And I didn't register for the next uh, mm-hmm. round of classes. And I was like, that's fine. I'll, I'll pick it up in the fall. Well, I forgot to look at the sub thing. Mm-hmm. If you have a GPA of below 2.0 over in a semester. A particular semester, yeah. You get kicked out. Well, I took one class. I flunked one class. And I'm like, I have a 4.0. They kicked me out of school. And I'm like, son of a gun. And I'm like, so I'm talking to my advisor. You are really this, mad. I remember so when it, Oh, I was furious. So if you ever talk to your advisor, this is how to get kicked out of school. I said, you wonder what the problem is with universities today. I have a 4.0. I let you know that this happened. You still flunked me. At least let me back into school. No, you don't understand policy here. I got kicked out of school. Had to go through the reinstatement process, which is not hard. If, if you can appeal a Medicare claim, you can get reinstated in sure. university. You're an expert at following they were the procedure. though, because essentially, and I, and I let them know, how about you just let me back in? No, you got to go through this. And what they don't understand, it took like eight teachers. No, that's exaggerating. It took me four or five, no, six. Six teachers to get me back in the school. And I'm like, this is dumb. How about you just let me back in the school? Anyway, the funny thing is I flew down to California this weekend to walk, and I got my degree, got yeah. back in. Went to see your advisor, A-stall. told them all about it. <laughs> I, we, didn't, we looked at each other, and I just, she knew, I knew. I'm like, I told you, you should have just let me back in. Anyway, getting kicked out of school. Now, what did I learn? 
Let's not be that dog, let, let me not be that dog returning to its vomit. If I were to do it again, um, I actually, I probably would have done the exact same thing. I don't even know what I would have done differently. I, I think I would have tried to figure out ahead of time, mm -hmm. this is bigger than what I think it's going to be. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably what I would have done. And then um, I would have reached out more directly to my teachers. Hey, what's it going to take to get a C? Mm -hmm. so I don't get kicked out. But mm -hmm. I just had some schools, they just cannot think straight, I swear. Well, any institutions like this, right? I think it's that's part of probably what you and I and many of the folks who listen here being kind of young young and or early entrepreneurs and or just very dynamic people who write to run companies even, even mm -hmm. to be young. Um, it, you, you, we underestimate the amount of bureaucracy these organizations oh. of all sizes, large organizations and then put we in place. Wonder it's why amazing. there are not enough students in the university. It's yeah. like we've yeah. all seen the emperor has no clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warren, you and I work in healthcare, right? Oh, yeah. So healthcare is another place for policies and procedures and large government entities, policies and procedures. I mean, like there you go. People who run small companies, we we. I think that's the lesson, right? Don't underestimate the amount of bureaucracy large organizations are mm -hmm. willing to put in place. But here's how we've learned. Understand that uh, bureaucracy, and anytime we can, I don't want to say get around it, but find a better way, mm -hmm. that is a great opportunity for business. It's true. Yeah. And some people are like, oh, I've got to do it. It's always been that way. No, you don't. Yeah. Evolve. Yeah. yeah. Be an entrepreneur. And yeah. this is, I yeah. think, why we've, <laughs> you know, there might come a time for us to, get a doctorate and become teachers. But mm -hmm. I think if we were to do that, we would be those teachers that say, hey, you don't have to do it this way. Mm -hmm. Let's find a better way mm -hmm. of evolving and doing business better because what is currently happening right now is not working in a lot of fields. Yep. Now, a lot of people, they're nailing it. But some of the greatest business people, no college degrees or dropouts or mm -hmm. they're not which is really cool. Yeah. So what's one more blunder for you? One more, I would say, uh, again, another client expectation setting one that I learned early on. I had taken on um, some really interesting projects. One was with a, one was with a surgeon. One was with a, uh, a Christian school. I'm hoping to do some really dynamic technology-based long-term strategic planning. But I hadn't really figured out early in my career uh, of consulting. I'd been working for a long time, but hadn't really been consulting very long. I ended up having this mix of clients where <laughs> I had three great clients. The work was really fascinating, but two out of the three financially for lots of reasons I won't go into um, stopped paying me. Mm -hmm. And so I had this, and the one that was paying me was paying me almost entirely on, on um, equity. <laughs> and so the actual cash coming in the door for four or five months was really dismal. Um, it was frustrating as all get out. Um, can, I can I tell you like a vision that's coming in my head in the mo movie Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. There's that guy, he, he's paying an IOUs. I just, yeah, yeah I, that's it, what I was getting. I was getting let IOUs. Me, let, let me write you another yeah, IOU. No, no, that's what I was paper. getting. I was, truly, was, it was Dumb and Dumber. It was, and it had like two, <laughs> two Dumb and Dumbers. And the third was like getting lucky on equity that I was taking that, which I, at the time it was sort of a side project. And then it became my only source of income, which it wasn't very much. It was like fifteen hundred bucks a month. It was nothing, um, and uh, and so now, you know, I mean, it was finally those clients did pay up eventually, which was nice. Um, months and months, and one even a year later. So eventually, that that did get squared away, thankfully, without having to do anything expensive like go uh, the lawsuit route. We did were able to work something out. 
Um, but then now what I've learned from that is, is I'm working with folks who are more likely to pay their bills, one. And two, when I don't know, um, I've learned the benefit of a retainer is when you pay me at the beginning of the month, then I work for a month. And mm-hmm. so I don't work for 30 days hoping you're going to pay me by the end of 60 days by that which I've given you 60 days of value and you've paid me nothing. Absolutely. Right. So there's um, there's certainly a different I way to go about it. love how you learn with the value of retainer. Yeah, exactly. And this is where you've told me many a stories. And as I've built into my contracts, I've put them into my contracts. I have not had that problem. But yeah. maybe I haven't had the problem because I'm like, well, what Josh do? Okay, I'm going to do that too. Well, you're probably more scary than me. They probably be like, they would, they might not be afraid of me and they don't pay me. Mm-hmm. But like, you're kind of scary. My guess well, is I also, they'd see you and be like, man, I'm not going to not pay him. Like, well, he's going to do something terrible. Yeah. But yeah. me, mm, they probably not. They're like, yeah, yeah he's nothing. I do have a I do have back. a history of suing people. Oh, that's another podcast someday. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Everyone that I've sued. <laughs> we should have all, them. Should all, we have them on? They have should all. Should we have the people you've sued on as guests? How, about, how would de- that go? They have all deserved it. Would that they say it, that? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have them on now. We should have those podcasts. Oh, my. Okay, last thing. <laughs> here, here's my last exam, example. As we're learning from our blunders, and the, the previous two I've learned and I've done. But this one I still have not mastered yet. Yeah. And so I have the gift of losing weight. I have... Well, I also I, have the gift of gaining it, but... Well, that's where I was going. You just ruined my jokes. <laughs> I have now lost 25 pounds. I know you want to know where you're going with your jokes. But, you know, but last year, you know, I, I gained another... Actually, I didn't gain 25 pounds this year. I only gained 19. I, only gained, I only gained 19. But in 2000... In, in winter of 2020, 2021, I got all the way up to 229. This year, I only hit 209. There you go. So I, I was 20 pounds less in my weight gain this year. That's right. So where I'm going is I, I still have not learned from my blunders of you know gaining weight. Now I know how it happens. If you eat too many cookies, yep. especially between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. <laughs> it's an inadvisable you, time to eat cookies. And yeah, if you drink good. too much really good Yakima IPA, it just is amazing. Also a bad idea. A very Especially bad idea. Especially between 10 a.m. and 2 a.m. 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. I'm fat and I'm drunk. I'm just like, not a good idea. Now, I, I do know, I don't buy the cookies. And there's no beer in my house now. So I'm like, okay, if I keep it out of the house, it's a whole lot better. Well, we have a boring house, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I weigh a whole lot you less. weigh less. So I guess you're going to trade off for a fun house. But where, where I'm learning here is um, sometimes we're just going to, make mistakes and every year even so i tend to be really healthy during the summer but even going into the upcoming you know it's we're recording this in may of 2022 i know i'm going to struggle again in november december january february but i'm already putting it on the schedule what can i change this year Mm -hmm. and how and and i a lot of it's just seasonal effectiveness and so even this upcoming year what i'm planning on doing even though i haven't figured it out yet okay let's look at my old blunders my one of my daughters is going to University of Arizona, and there selfishly, go. go for a visit. I, I'm going to visit her monthly. If if she doesn't want to see me, that's fine. I'm just going to hang out in Tucson and just bask in the sun yep. and go trail running and drink a little more water and kombucha, not beer and bourbon. And hopefully that will help. So maybe you know we'll see if I can learn from some of my blunders of, you know, not getting up to 229. By the way, I'm six foot two, but that's still way too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to wait. Oh, I don't want to wait 180. But hey, we make mistakes. So let's not be a dog, dog, uh, dog that returns to its vomit. 
learn from Josh, learn from myself. But also at the same time, I told my physical therapist once, hey, I gained 25 pounds. You know what she did? She laughed at me and gave me a high five. She's like, that's awesome, man. Now go lose it. Yeah, there you go. But that was a great way of her responding to me Mm because sometimes people will just make a mistake. They don't need to beat themselves up. Give them a high five and say, you know, I care for you. Let's move on. Let's learn from it. If I can help you, great. But if not, maybe I just need to come alongside you and encourage you. I'm going to be at your house tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. I'm going to run three miles with you. That might be what it is. That's right. But hey. All right. Hey, fun fun podcast, or at least I enjoyed telling some of my stories. Please laugh at me. Don't make my mistakes. um, Because What, What do we have about next week? Next week is an even better podcast. Excellent. Completely Suspe- forgot. Suspense. I forgot. I'm going to check. Suspense. Actually, I, I think I have list? it right here. I have a list. I know we made, made some plans. See, that's how organized we are. Let's see if we can get to it first. Um, Ooh, there it is. Boundaryless. Oh, boundaryless, how to coach outsourced thinking. employees in different culture. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, it's sort of beginning a couple two-part series on mm-hmm. boundaryless thinking. So if you're wondering what that means. but Yeah. In other words, as we have employees inside our organization... Mm-hmm organization or outside how do we effectively coach consult with them so that we win well and, and moving into two from now it's really thinking about how do we take what we know and, and applying it boundaryless thinking beyond um maybe the context we have mm-hmm. industry culture Absolutely. language um whatever you're typically used to thinking how do you begin to apply things beyond you know into new areas maybe that you haven't thought about before so Absolutely. we'll check that out Hey, okay. that'll be next week. But until then, go to the consultantofthecoach.com. Reach out to Josh and myself. We would love to just meet, talk with you. Uh, don't send me too many weight loss suggestions this week or what not to do. But uh, or, or do. It'd be kind of fun. But until then, hey, everyone have a great week. All right. Take care.